You're listening to the Grace Covenant East Lincoln Audio Podcast. Well, this morning we are going to be starting a brand new series. It's uh, called Getting in Shape, which makes me feel very uncomfortable. <clears throat> Thank you, Pastor Farrell, for coming up with that one. Um, how many of you, this week I noticed something, and, uh, and, and I noticed that um, I'm getting keychain heavy. Has anybody got like keychains that are just like you don't even know what half the keys are on your keychain for? Um, in fact, pull yours out if you would. Pull your keychain out and tell me, can you identify every single key that's on your keychain? I have no idea what half of these things do. But I do have some important ones that I know what they do. Um, first one is this. I, I got a car key. How many of you know that's an important thing? How many of you got a truck key? Go ahead and exchange them right here. But I'll, take, I'll, take, I'll take that one. I'll take that one. Um, I also have a key to uh, my office. That's an important one, right? You, go, you, you got to get into work. Um, I, got, I got a key to the offices over at the Cornelius campus. That's, that's also a good one. But um, the most important key that I have on my keychain is this one. What key do you think that is? It's the key to my house. It's the key to my house. Why is that uh, key so important to me? Because inside my house, it has everything that makes me flourish. My most important relationships are inside my house. My refrigerator's inside my house. (laughs) So my relationships, my sustenance is in there. Oh, how many of you love a Good Holy Spirit inspired Sunday afternoon nap. Our bed is inside my house. Praise God for that. I've got a TV on the wall in which I'm going to enjoy watching the Panthers beat the Saints today. Praise God. Inside my house, check this out. Inside my house, I have my most important relationships, I have sustenance, I have peace. And I have joy. Everything I could want. It's no wonder that um, time and again, Scripture talks about the house of God. And you know why that is? Because it's the source of our greatest relationship. It's the source of our sustenance. Everything we would need. It's the source of our rest and in our peace. And it's the source of joy. So time and again, time and again, the Bible talks about the house of the Lord. And the beauty is this, that God has invited us in. He, in fact, told us that he has the kingdom, the keys of the kingdom of heaven and that he's given them to us. That we might enter in freely. Why? Because he desires for us to flourish. Just like you flourish in your home, he wants you to flourish in his Psalm 92, 13 said, planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. Now, oftentimes when we think of the house of the Lord, we often think of a distant location somewhere that we will go to someday for eternity. And and, and that's partially true. Jesus did say that in my father's house, there are many mansions and I go there to prepare a place for you that where I am there, you may be also. So we do know that there is a house of the Lord that we will be going. But here's something that might blow your mind. Did you also know that the house of the Lord is as close to you as where you sit? Because you, you 
are the house of the Lord. First Corinthians 3.16 says, don't you realize that all of you together are the temple, or you could say house, temple of God, and that the spirit of God lives in you. Ponder that for a moment. Ponder that for a moment and all the implications that that has. If you are the house of God, and God resides, the Holy Spirit resides within you, you have the ability to access all the things that make you flourish. You have the ability to access the most important relationship you can ever have. You have the ability to access sustenance. You have the ability to access peace and joy, and you can do it now. Isn't that good? 2018 can be revolutionary in your life if you would just simply use the keys. See, one of the things about having a key to the house, um, it, it, it's, it's good, but it only does so much. If I don't insert it into the door or if I don't use it, all the things that I'm desiring, where are they? They're inside. So, so what I have to do is I have to actually use my key. And the keys that the, that the Lord has given you to the kingdom... We're going to be talking about those for the next few weeks. They're they're called disciplines. These keys are disciplines to unlocking the potential that you have through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, how many of you um, love that word discipline? You woke up this morning, you said, I just can't wait to be disciplined. Anybody? Because we'll pray for you because you're sick if you did. Most of us don't like to live a life of discipline. We like to live a life of ease. However, it's so important to understand that when we talk about these keys that are called spiritual disciplines, what it does is it unlocks amazing, amazing grace in your life. Now, it's important for us to become physically fit, right? How many of you have already made that commitment this year that you're going to get physically fit? We've already got one in the back. Yeah, we're going to get physically fit. Um, I have a gym membership, praise God. Um, it's, it's sitting somewhere in my house. I don't know where it's at. But I'm promising I'm going to try to use it. But there's one thing to have a physically fit body, but how many of you know that it's important to have a spiritually fit body? Right? In fact, it says this in 1 Timothy chapter 4. Train yourself to be godly, for physical training is of some value, But godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. That we need to train ourselves. We need to use the keys of discipline, discipline, spiritual discipline, to become the men and women God's called us to be. You see, in your notes, you can follow along. It says spiritual disciplines are personal and corporate that promote spiritual growth and produce godliness in our lives. I love the way that Richard Foster says it. He says that God has given us the disciplines of the spiritual life as a means of receiving his grace. Have you ever thought of that before? That the disciplines are a means of receiving grace. Oftentimes when we think of disciplines, we think of God's uh, punishment. We often think of that we're paying penance or something. But he says it is a releasing, an unlocking of God's grace in our life. That the disciplines allow us to place ourselves before God so that he can transform us. I don't know um, about you, but I'm in dire need of transformation. Uh, I'm in need to be different than I was just yesterday. I desire more than anything that um, God would do a work that I am incapable of doing. 
Have you ever have you ever found yourself um, being incapable of changing something in your life? Like, I mean, you really want it, and you're and you're like really going to put your mind to it, but but it seems like you just can't just just can't get there. Yeah, I think I think it's scripture. And it, and, it, and it warms my heart a little bit because I know I'm not alone in it. The Apostle Paul, and I'm going to give you the Jeremy New Version. Paul would say this, man, there's a whole lot of things I want to do, and I just don't do those things. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff I don't want to do, and tag gun it, this is the stuff I do. And he'd say, I'm just a bum. You ever felt like that? The stuff I don't want to do, I do. And the stuff, get up. what a wretched man I am. So what I need is transformation. And where I need that transformation to come from is something bigger than me. Because obviously in my own strength, I keep trying to do something and I keep failing at it. What's the definition of insanity? That's crazy. So what if 2018 we did something a little different? What if in 2018 we took the keys of the kingdom and we began to unlock the potential for transformation, the potential for breakthrough, the potential for life that the Lord has given us? We're going to look today in the short time we have remaining of two disciplines, and often these these two disciplines, they go hand in hand. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Um, Lisa talked a little bit earlier about our 21-day fast that we're going to be walking into, entering into. And, and, and there's a reason why we do it, because we want to see a transformed people. We want to see a transformed, not just a people, but a transformed church. A church that would be so passionate about God that they'd be willing to do anything to go chase what he's doing. So the, the first thing we want to talk about Today is prayer. Let's let, let, let's let's kind of break that down. Uh, there's a lot of well-intentioned, well-meaning Christians um, that l- really look at prayer almost as an afterthought and not the main thought. Have, have, have you find yourself doing that sometimes? Like we'll pray church, right? We'll pray church. Sometimes we'll pray over a meal, maybe dinner. You know, every single one of us will pray when we're going down the 77 past a police officer. Every single one of us pray then. But really, we can kind of relegate our prayer life to just that. But if I am looking for transformation, I know I need his help. I know I know I need his help to be a better uh, father. I know I need his help to be a better husband. I know I need his help to be a better pastor. I, I, I know I need his help to change some character flaws that I have. I know I need his help to change the way that I'm thinking sometimes. And so prayer becomes... That opportunity for transformation. Maybe you've heard this prayer before. I saw this on the internet. That was good. It said, Dear Lord, so far today, God, I've done all right. I haven't gossiped. I haven't lost my temper. I haven't been greedy, grumpy, nasty, selfish, or overindulgent. And I'm really glad about that, Lord. But in a couple of minutes, God, i got to get out of bed. <laughs> and from then on, I'm going to need your help. Amen. <laughs> The story of my life. <laughs> story of your life too, right? Yeah, story of our lives. And so if I want transformation, I need to be calling out to the Lord because only He can do the work that I'm incapable of doing. I love it. That's why we're, in, we're, 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 um, we're encouraged in Colossians 4.2 to do this, to devote yourselves to prayer. 
to be watchful and thankful, to devote, let me say that word again, to devote yourself to prayer. Most of us have probably had the experience of, of potentially going to a funeral, and, and, and some funerals I've heard this being spoken over the deceased. You know, he was, he was a devoted husband and a devoted father, and, and then move on. What made that individual devoted? He was intentional about his time. He was intentional about spending time with his wife, with his kids. He was intentional. What the Holy Spirit would say to us today is be intentional in communicating with me. When you look at your time, does it show that you're being intentional about being in my presence? How many of you know we, we kind of operate our time like a big pie graph, right? And you only get so much of that pie. How many of you sometimes pray that you could just have your pie expand? Doesn't work that way. All we have is a certain amount called 24 hours. And inside that pie, we, we, we divide it up. Work. Families, can I ask you, what does your sliver of pie look like when it comes to spending time with him in prayer? What would that what would that look like? How many people would that feed? Is it feeding you? Is it enough to feed you? See, we become fed through communication with God. And and so here, here's the thing, too. I remember when I first came to the Lord, I, I didn't know how to do this prayer thing. And, and I would see some people pray, and, and they were able to pray so good. I was like, thou thus, thyeth, God thyeth. And, and, and here I pray like, hi, God, it's me. <laughs> and, 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 and I was like, I, I was so, anybody ever been in this position where you're like with others and, and people are praying, and then, and then it's your turn to pray? And then like, you, then you go, got to go to the bathroom? <laughs> you ever been there? So I, 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 I was that guy. Listen to me. Now that I spent time with the Lord longer and, 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 and I pray often. Listen, you think God hears me any more today than he did when I said, hi, God, it's Jeremy. No way. In fact, sometimes I'll bet you he listened to that guy a lot more than he does this one. Why? Because there's a genuine passion to speak to him. And that's all it takes. That's what prayer is. It's a genuine desire for you to spend time with your God. It's a genuine desire to sit in daddy's lap and have a little conversation. I got last week's Sunday. It was so fun. I had a four and a half hour captive audience with one of my kids. We were driving him back out to the Marine base in, in Fayetteville. And it was just he and I. And we talked and we talked and we, talked, and we got to a part. This is, so here's this Marine boy. Well, he's a man now. Marine man. And we get to the front gate, and you know what he did? He snuggles his head into me and goes, I love you, Daddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and you know what? You know what that did to me? Boy, he could have all that I own. <laughs> it's yours. <laughs> and I know, I know this. That the heart of the Father, you know what he wants with you? He just wants you to snuggle up with him and say, I love you, Daddy. Are we honoring him with our time? Are we devoted in prayer? See, Matthew 6, 6 says this. But when you pray, <laughs> what was that? Not, not if, not when you got time, not when it's convenient maybe, not when you're falling asleep at night, but when you pray. 
go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. And we go on, but what is that a picture of? You know what that's a picture of? It's a picture of intimacy. It's a picture of intimacy. Come away with me. God's just saying, come away with me. Come talk to me. Come away with me. I've got something to tell you. As we, as we commit to the spiritual discipline of prayer, our lives are changed, situations change, and God reveals himself to us. Write this down. Prayer is the means of connecting in relationship with God. What a privilege that is, right? We get to connect in relationship with God. Mark 135, before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went to an isolated place to pray. He was being intentional in his time, in his relationship with the Father, and he was also being intentional to pass down an example to you and me. That we would, how, how many of you um, love early, early mornings? You're, you're break a day kind of people. Raise your hand. There's something seriously wrong with you. I'm, I'm 7.30, 8 o'clock kind of guy. All right? So, so I know Jesus gives the example as daybreak, and there's, that, that's fine. Um, but how many of you know this? You can pray other times. <laughs> Praise God for that. Okay. The, 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 the point is this. Be intentional about getting away. Did you catch that? The point is this. Be intentional and in spending time with your dead. Uh, num- number two, prayer is the way we partner with God in his work. How cool. How cool. You're not just, you're like, like giving us eternal life. Like that's not good enough. He goes above and beyond and says, now come do some really cool stuff with me. Come, come check out what I'm about to do in this world and I want you to be a part of it. What a fantastic ride. What a fantastic adventure. It's our way of being able to partner with him in his work. Because as I'm praying, I'm beginning to hear his heart. I'm beginning to hear his will. Number three, prayer is the avenue through which God's power is released. How many of you could use a little power in your life? How many of you did this when you grew up? You imagined yourself being a superhero? Huh? I've shared this before. When I was young, I, I used to like to be the Incredible Hulk. You know, and I would, this is, my mom, my mom grounded me for this. I would tear my shirts, and i get the green marker and mark it up. You wouldn't want that now. <laughs> but the Incredible Hulk was the most amazing, powerful, right? And, 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 and now, now stop for a second and just think. If you can't, in fact, do this this week if you would. Spend just a little bit of time, just a little time, and try to comprehend the infinite power of the creator of the universe. Can you do that? Just, just with that. And that power has been released to you. That same power, Holy Spirit power, resides within you. Isn't that crazy? And so what prayer is doing, prayer is unlocking that. Where the Lord will speak prophetically to you in supernatural ways. Where, where the Lord is going to release just incredible things in your life, power in your life. Okay, we're supposed to stop now, and I haven't even gotten to fasting. Fantastic. Let's talk about fasting real quick. Spiritual discipline of fasting. Fasting, partnered with prayer, is not a means to impress God or earn His acceptance, but it can bring breakthrough for our lives. How many of you need breakthrough? How many of you could use some breakthrough in your life? Listen, write this down. Um, Breakthrough, we need breakthrough to deeper relationship with God through surrender. 
And that's what fasting is all about. Listen, what's the most basic need that you have? Food. Most basic need that you you have is food. How many of you know in the United States, for the most part, food is really easily accessible? Like for me especially, it's accessible. I like the food. And, 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 and don't you know that sometimes we take for granted our provision, right? Fasting does this. What it does is it humbles us. And it makes us realize that Every single thing in my life, I'm dependent upon God. And when I feel those hunger pains and I'm feeling like, oh, Lord, I just press into you. I humble myself before you. I recognize you as my source, as my sustenance. I recognize you, Lord, for your goodness and your faithfulness and your power. And what I'm seeing is the breakthrough that the Holy Spirit wants in my life. When I take my fasting and I'm, and I'm partnering it with prayer, we have unlimited potential in what God can accomplish. When we want breakthrough, not just in our lives, but we also want it corporately. How many of you would love to see breakthrough in our church? I'm t- that was weak. How many of you want to see breakthrough in our church? Because breakthrough looks like a revolution. Breakthrough looks like seismic shift. Breakthrough looks like a city who is blown away by the presence of God as it invades this land. And how many of you know this? God wants to use you to do that. How many of you have gotten numb to hearing that? How many, honestly, how many of you just are, are numb to that? I've heard that before. Get over being numb. Never ever, ever lose the power of that truth. That he wants to tap into you, that you might cause a revolution here in our city. Every single one of you. And your time is now. Because I don't know what you see when you turn on the news. I know what I see. And I say that our time is short. Here's a, here's, a, here's a true statement, and it's a beautiful statement. Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming. So then let's go get a whole bunch of people to come with us. So when I get when I when I get become so passionate for God to use me like that, when I become so on fire, and I take prayer, I take fasting, and I come before God and I say, in the words of Isaiah, here I am. Here I am. Send me. Listen. Let's not go through another year of the same old, same old. Let's not. Let's not. I know I didn't hit a lot of points in the fasting. They're in your notes. You've heard that one before too, haven't you? That's okay. Because what I want to pray for right now as a family is passion again. Passion. All these disciplines, you know what they are? They're manifestations of passion. Praying, fasting, we're going to go into others. All they are are manifestations of a person's personal passion for God. Let me ask you right now, how passionate are you? Would you close your eyes?
I just want to do right quick before we get out of here, and I promise you I'm going to do that. There might be some people in here today that would say, I need to be recharged in my passion. That, that, that you love God. Yes, you do. You love Him. You love Him. But the routine of life has made you um, stale. Just stale. Not dead. Stale. And you're, you would love nothing more than the Holy Spirit to revive your passion again for Him. And do not, do not, do not raise your hand unless you really mean it. Don't do it. But if you would say, I'm willing to hold myself accountable. No one's going to force this on me, but I'm going to hold myself accountable. Yeah, I'll bring others along on this ride, but I'm going to hold myself accountable to living 2018 sold out, hair ablaze, going forward, on fire. Would you just, don't do it unless you mean it. Raise your hands. Awesome. 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 Oh, this city has no clue what's about to hit them. Lord, I pray for my friends inside this place right now who are screaming for just a reignition of their of their fire for you, Lord. Holy Spirit, what I pray is like a just like a torch come upon them. Like fire fall upon them. Revive their heart, revive their joy, revive their passion and release them into the fullness of life. Oh, Lord, we thank you that you are the God who does the impossible. We thank you that you are the God that does the supernatural. We thank you that you are the God who moves amongst your people and within your people and outside of your people. God, we stand in awe of you. Holy Spirit, use us this year to be hands and feet, Lord God, for you. Do something that history will write about. And all God's people said... For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, visit us at gracecovenant.org.